Welcome to episode 3 of the Search with Candle podcast, recorded on Sunday the 24th of March 2019. Yes, Sunday, I'm actually going on holiday next week, but I've arranged something special for you in this episode. This week, you'll be hearing a recording from SEO specialist Andrew Martin, who came to the Search Norwich meetup and gave a fantastic talk about Schema. For those that haven't heard of it, Search Norwich is a free meetup held every two months where we get expert speakers from all over the country to give short, actionable talks on SEO and PPC. There's even free drink and pizza, and you can find out more about that at searchnorwich.org. I understand some of you may not be able to make it to these events, uh, or the videos maybe them aren't the right format for you, so I really wanted to share some of my favourite talks on this podcast. We actually mentioned Schema in our last episode and specifically how some SEOs were abusing it to rank well. Last year, Google actually said two of the most important things you can focus your SEO efforts on were mobile and Schema. It's pretty obvious why. Google told us over 10 years ago now that their long-term strategy was to move from becoming a search engine to an answers engine. And being an answers engine requires Google to have an understanding of structured data and how those concepts link together. Andrew gives actually one of the best introductions to the topic I've heard. And if you want to see his slides or the full video of him in action, you can find that with the show transcription at search.withcanda.co.uk. I hope you enjoy it. Well, it's a bigger room when you stand up here. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, Andrew Martin, technical SEO specialist. Um, but, you know, who the hell am I? Um, about 200 years ago, when I learned to code HTML, CSS, um, the internet looked like this. This is the BBC homepage, 1998. Um, maybe the site has changed. Perhaps the kind of news hasn't really. There's a president for impeachment. Um, there's some border things going on with the UK and the Republic of Ireland. Um, so the web looked quite different. 99.9% um, .9 of it was that, still under construction and probably never really got built. And my mobile phone looked like this, and you wouldn't be able to go anywhere near the internet um, on that. Um, I've worked for uh, a number of companies, uh, disability charity, uh, an academic publisher, an exam board, a price comparison site, and I'm currently working for the guys in the middle there, Abcam, which is a, a biotech company, works in antibodies. Um, essentially, this would also say who I was, and this is an example uh, of a schema, and we'll come on to that uh, a little bit more in a moment. So essentially, search engines want to get users to the best answer in the fastest possible time, and users expect search engines to get them to the best answer in the fastest possible time. But what does best mean? <laughs> The internet is full, in my opinion, of, uh, it has a high volume uh, of low value, absolute piffle. Um, and <laughs> uh, that could be articles of, say, uh, exclusive, uh, royal flushes own toilet with own hand, 
uh, or it might be, here's an article about fun days out in Suffolk, and we know that that's rubbish. So, <laughs> how can we stand out amongst all of this nonsense? And uh, if you haven't found him yet, he's there. Essentially, schema is one of the devices that you could use to help you stand out in those search results. And um, essentially, it is a structured vocabulary which enables you to be really granular about the information that is on your website. So um, you can really identify the minute detail to just help those search engines better understand your web page content and your email content. Schema.org thinks that it's on kind of more than 10 million websites. I feel that that's an old um, statistic from their site, so it's probably much more than that. Um, and you need to have some level of knowledge of code or markup. If you're the kind of person who can edit HTML, kind of a basic standard, or maybe you're, say, an email marketer and Sometimes you have to just pop over to the code version to just tweak that font, which just for some reason will never go right. Um, or if you are able to write, say, JavaScript, then you, know, you should be able to uh, work with Schema. And it's also evolving and expanding constantly. There's a dedicated group of webmasters um, and uh, data analysts and linguists and all kinds of people who work on websites and language and taxonomy that are working to evolve and expand this into new areas. Behind Schema are four brands, which hopefully you will recognise. Obviously, Yahoo, Microsoft, uh, these people called Google. And uh, the other one is Yandex, which is Russia's um, largest uh, search engine. They're also a pretty big deal in Turkey, Ukraine, Belarus, Kazakhstan, and somewhere else, I've forgotten. Um, but the one that's missing here the big, the big search engine that's missing here is Baidu. So if you have a site that serves an audience in China, then structured data and schema is going to be a little bit different for you. Um, and they have their own method of implementing that for, those, for that particular audience. But, you know, schema is your friend, but schema needs a friend as well. And that friend is called Jason. Uh, <laughs> not that Jason this Jason, Jason LD, which stands for JavaScript Object no uh, Notation for Linked Data. And essentially, we're back to this slide again. And if you can see at the front here, the people uh, in the cheap seats, you'll have to wait for the slides. Um, but at the top here, we have a little mention of a script type called LD plus JSON. And at the bottom, the script closes. So Jason LD is like your package that's delivering the schema that's here in the middle, the information. So you have to have the two uh, together. Um, there are other ways of implementing schema, um, but Google has said that JSONLD is their preferred method. There are essentially kind of three uh, parts to uh, schema. One is the context, and for structured data, it is mostly schema. Again, Google will, rec will recommend that, but there are some alternatives uh, which are kind of important if you are um, doing schema for a company um, where you can kind of reference other sources. Within that, there are types of schema, so recipes, person, uh, event, a book, a video object, 
um, a data set, it's a whole expanding uh, group of, of types. And within those, I said it was structured, within those are properties. So for the recipe type, there are, as a property where you can declare or itemize on your page, the number of people that that recipe will serve. For a person, you could specify their date of birth. For an event, you might be able to say, okay, this is the currency for the ticket that's on sale for that event. And for the book, you could say this is the author, the publication year, the ISBN, the number of pages, etc. So you can go right down to that fine detail and declare it there in the code of the page to help that search engine better understand your page content. I'm just going to touch on a few examples that you may want to use uh, for your site, or maybe you already are. Um, the first one is company, so we're going to bring up the canaries. Um, and so that's your um, knowledge panel if you search for Norwich FC. Um, and you'll see that on the right-hand side of your desktop search results. And you can use Schema to help populate that information. Um, and the kind of things that you can uh, help with with Schema is you could name the uh, the CEO, the year that it was founded, you could give a description, you could declare the logo, you could associate the social media channels. Sometimes you might see um, the social media accounts along the bottom here. But this one works best if you work it in conjunction with Google My Business. So if you have not declared, um, if you have not um, claimed your Google My Business account, then you really should and make sure that the information in your company schema matches that in your Google My Business account. Next up is product. Um, and this one, I think, is more visual. Um, so if you have done a search for a particular product, then you will see things like um, review stars. You will see prices. Uh, over an image search, you will see more information emerging there as Google expands that area with price points, stock availability, price ranges. Um, so you can really add uh, extra information into your product pages that helps populate this kind of stuff. So currency, stock level, rating, as I said. Um, and here's uh, my blatant Norwich reference of uh, St. Cathy Dennis of Norwich. Um, so this is a, an old pop CD that uh, is on Discogs. And Discogs I love not because I'm a vinyl nerd, but because um, they do their schema really, really well. And uh, if you look at their schema for this particular page, it itemizes just everything from, you know, the person who mixed the album to the fifth track on side two. And it will tell you all the writers, they've really gone to town on it. And the result for them is if you search for this album or search for this album, say review, then you'll see something like this with the star rating, the number of votes. So you're getting an aggregated score there. You can see the currency, you can see the price, you can see that it's in stock. So right there in the search results, you know you can click on that, you can see the review, it's in stock, you can buy it, you can get it into your cart and then you're a happy customer. Um, their meta description is a bit dull in this example, I'm afraid, but you know, perhaps they could fix that. I'll, I'll email them. Um, next up is events, and I actually chose a bit of a rubbish screenshot for this one because I should really have chosen this venue. Um, so Norwich Castle, uh, again, we have the knowledge panel here on the right for desktop. And we can see at the bottom here, um, there is a section here where it's populating events. And it's, it's, uh, when I took the screenshot, the next one up was the Edith Cavell story, <coughs> which took place on the 1st of November. 
So the search engine is pulling the information that's uh, been enriched by schema to populate this part uh, of, the, uh, of the search results. But if you look for this venue, you will see this very event appearing in the first slot there. And that automatically updates because you have already given it your um, event date, event time, so it knows that it's relevant. You can name the venue or the artist. So if you search for a musician, you will see their gig dates. If you search for a venue, like in this example, you can see their event dates. Um, you can include <coughs> things like maps, prices for the tickets, um, the time, um, but quite a lot of third-party sites are using this at the moment. So the likes of meetup.com, Eventbrite, Ticketmaster, I think, is in there as well. But there's nothing to say that it couldn't be your site that, that does this. Um, if you were to click on one of these, then you're going to see something like this, which is kind of a, uh, like a, a sub-search, I guess, um, where you're seeing more information about the actual event here. Um, and below here is a whole load of organic results based on this query at the top here, which is the name of the event and the date. So you're getting a, a, a much more kind of accurate search result there. The next one is the site link search box, um, or as I call it, the in-serp on-site search, <laughs> uh, which makes sense to me. Probably you think I'm nuts, but um, what that looks like, anyone from B&Q in here in any context? Good, right, they're terrible. Um, so <laughs> so uh, if you search for B&Q as a brand search, uh, you get this. So again, you've got the knowledge panel here, and then you've got the site links here sitting in search. You've got their main site, which is DIY.com. So I'd imagine maybe B&Q does get quite a lot of brand searches. Um, but you also get the search box here. And uh, in this search box, I've typed the word sheds. And what do I get when I click? Um, go, I get a Google search results page of sheds on the B&Q site. Okay, maybe I will click on one of those and end up on the B&Q sheds page for, I don't know, jersey sheds, whatever they might be, um, plastic sheds, which I think is a box really. But um, also I've seen at this point, if I'd search for, say, Ron Seal varnish in that search box, I may well have seen uh, B&Q's search results page for Ron Seal varnish and the different types you could get, but I may see adverts from the competitors like Wix or someone selling Ron Seal varnish in the search results from B&Q, which doesn't sound like a good thing. So what John Lewis are doing, anyone from John Lewis? Never mind, but they're doing well. Um, so, uh, John Lewis, if you search for lamps in the same search box, um, this is what happens. You go there. So, instantly, you are plonked into the brands, you're plonked into the search results page for that query on the John Lewis site. You are put amongst the price points, the images. You are there. You're suddenly going, hang on a minute, this is lamps, and there's, there's a lamp in the women's category. What on earth might that be? And off you go down a, a rabbit hole of search, trying to find out what that might be. Um, so you can see how that one would be quite powerful for your users because you're not keeping them in Google, you're actually putting them into search in your site where they can absorb the rest of your products. 
essentially this snippet of code, and yeah, you'll get these slides, um, this snippet of code is the piece of code that you'd need to put into your home page, um, making sure that you update from the example code the uh, URL for your home page, and also just update your search query string so that it accurately represents how your search query string looks or your URL looks on your own site. Um, and once you've got that in, and you have got a canonical URL on your home page, then you are kind of ready for search to come along and consider that for a search box in search results. Now, that takes time, and it's not guaranteed. So it works for brand queries. So if you've got a brand name that is fairly generic, then you may never get that search um, box turn up. Um, regardless of whether you've got everything else lined up. So uh, if you've got a very unique name, then you know, put this in and see if that can help bring traffic through to your own site. So if you're still with me. Um, if you want to have a go at schema, one of the best things I do is to uh, kind of sandbox it. So I will write a piece of code or I will go to Google's uh, structured data testing tool and I will put a piece of code in the first box that you see on the code snippet tab, and then I'll click Run Test, which will give me something like this, with my piece of code on the left-hand side and the test results on the right-hand side. And this is the piece of um, schema that I showed you right near the start, which is about me as a person, um, and it hasn't any errors or any warnings. If it had found any, it would highlight that. It would tell you which of these are incorrect, and if you clicked on one of those, it would then highlight which line in your code was incorrect. So it's a really useful tool, and you don't, um, you don't need to pay for this tool, it's free, you can just go ahead and use it. Um, or you could put a new test and put a URL in and test another page to maybe see how your competitor does it, or um, whether your developers have released it yet, or anything like that. Um, so it's a really useful tool for free that you can, can use. Um, for, again, this is a small text, so people at the back, you'll get these in the slides. Um, Google have got a new uh, code lab, um, and the top link, uh, they claim that in 29 minutes you'll know how to code some structured data for the recipe card, which is a visual um, uh, type of uh, rich result. There's also the URL to the structured data testing tool and the schema documentation, and uh, there's a really good app called schemaapp.com, and that's a tool where you can actually write in the uh, information and it writes the schema code for you. Um, that is, I think, free to use um, and it's a really powerful tool. So have a, have a play with that one, schemaapp.com. And there's a JSONLD as well, which has a kind of similar sandbox environment. This is an old report um, or an old styled report from within Search Console. So if you're thinking, well, okay, so we could do all of this, but how can we see if it's actually being found, or what is the impact of that? Um, you can see here that this is uh, Google's view of schema on a particular site. So it has discovered uh, schema, and you can see it kind of increased there at uh, July 2018 and kind of went along, and it's kind of gone along as it's crawled more of your site. Um, and it tells you which types of schema it's found, and it also says if there's any errors. So this is a site mostly about people um, and uh, places, 
and it's just itemizing that stuff for you. And you can click on each of those and it will give you more information as to which pages it has found and again whether there's any errors on each of those which you can then address. So essentially, don't fake or stuff schema code into your site. If it doesn't represent um, the contents of your page, then don't put it into the schema because it looks kind of old school SEO where you could just bung a whole ton of keywords in and hope for the best. But that will look spammy to the search engines, so don't, don't stuff it into your code. Go really niche instead. So um, for some uh, company types, for example, they can go right down to like a plumber or a, um, like an orthodontist or you don't have to go company. You can actually go really quite granular with your details. Make sure you use JSON-LD to deliver that schema into your site um, as it's Google's preferred method. Make sure you test it and be patient because it takes a while for it to be found. It relies on the health of your site generally as to whether search engines can digest it well and also you'd need to be considered for the search results. So it takes a while to start appearing in search. So thank you for your ears. And uh, there's some links there which you'll see in the slides which will, which will help you further. But uh, yeah, thank you very much. I really hope you enjoyed that fantastic talk. You can see the video version and slides on the show notes at search.withcanda.co.uk or you can find out more about the Search Norwich event at searchnorwich.org. The next episode of Search with Canda will be going live on Monday the 8th of April after my holiday. I'm Mark Williams-Cook and I hope you'll all come back. <laughs>